0: Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three.
1: You are now listening to the Backlook Cinema Podcast with Zach and Zoe. Thank you for joining us as we talk about the movies of yesterday. You can reach us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter by searching for Backlook Cinema. Check our show notes for more info. And now, let's get it in. This is Zach and this is Zoe, and welcome to the Backlook Cinema Show. Oh, you know what? See, I messed up already. Already. The Backlook Cinema Podcast with Zach and Zoe. There you go. That sounds better. This is the 27th episode, and the reason we started this show was to strengthen the bond between my son, Zach, and me, Zoe. We watch movies that I loved when I was growing up in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, and we get Zach's impressions on these great movies.
0: You can get T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, face masks, and a bunch of other items at our website, com.
1: Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and other socials. You can find the details and the show notes also at BacklookCinema.com. You can leave us direct feedback, comments, suggestions, etc. Email us at fanmail at BacklookCinema.com.
0: And please, if you like our show, then rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app that you might be using.
1: So, Zachary, what have you been up to?
0: Uh, nothing just finished watching uh falcon the winter soldier got up to the latest episode of invincible and that's just about it
1: oh so you watched that last night yeah how was that it was good that was powerful (laughs) invincible father was beating the crap out of his son that was a a powerful impactful episode (laughs) so uh and and the most impactful moment was when uh Omni man was pounding invincible, which I'm starting to think is a misnomer, but nevertheless, (laughs) he's pounding invincible. And he says, he asked his son, you know, what have you got, what have you got to look forward to? You live a thousand years. What have you got to look forward to? And he said, you dad. And I was like, oh, that's so heartbreaking. So yeah, what uh, uh, any any moments that other show that that got to you? I know, no, just it was all just good, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so, uh, did you binge Falcon and the Winter Soldier? You just
0: uh... yeah, I binged from episode three and up.
1: Right, right, right. Oh, that must have been exciting. You you didn't experience it. like most other people. They watched it like one one episode a week. So you just got to just go flash through it. Yeah. <laughs> so did you saw you saw what i was talking about when i told you it goes deep yeah 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 so uh it uh deeper than marvel has ever depthed before (laughs) talking about real social issues uh it it really hew closely to real life and that that's kind of like what marvel did marvel was uh like back when they were making it up in the 60s and whatnot um Stan Lee had saw like in other superhero comics, the superheroes were just super, and they didn't have any real problems except the people they were fighting. But in Marvel comics, you know, Peter Parker had bills to pay. You know, Iron Man was alcoholic. You know, they, <laughs> they, they were problem, They had personal problems, and and uh, I think that's what the the MCU is starting to kind of put into um, the the storylines. So the next. Uh, M- MCU outing will be um, Loki. That's gonna be interesting. Yeah, he don't look like he got any personal problems.
0: I mean, he's gonna face some. Yeah, <laughs> especially since <laughs> he's based. Well, he's not a clone.
1: He's not a clone. He's a variant. He is, it's like uh, he's like yeah. he's a he's a Loki from a different timeline. So he's still Loki, but he's not the Loki that died in uh, Infinity War. So uh, I-, I liked it on the preview. On one of the previews, they showed him with the. He had, like, a, a prison shirt, and it said Variant. So, oh, see, we left the door wide open. Hold on a second. There we go. Now the door's closed. So <laughs> he had uh, he had Variant on, on his uh, prison clothes or whatever. So, um, and then what's his name? Owen Wilson. He looks like he's going to be a fun addition.
0: Not only that, he had to sign papers where everything he said. and he did. Ever said.
1: Oh, that was the funniest part he's like are you serious like, are you serious and the printer printed out one more piece of paper yeah that's it everything a, you said it's almost like yeah say something else <laughs> yeah so that was good so uh you, you ain't been uh, on not, not video games or nothing else Nope. no oh. so um well i hadn't been really been doing much watching the same shows uh I hadn't. I hadn't even gone back to watching Teen Titans, even though uh, I watched that first episode. Although, <clears throat> excuse me, me young, young Justice, yeah, yeah. Young Justice. Um, although I had watched, I think one episode of Harley Quinn last week. Harley Quinn is a fun show. It is actually amazing. The stuff that they get away with on that show, I mean, it's as foul mouthed as ever. <laughs> That's an R rated cartoon. <laughs> um. Let's see, but as far as, as that stuff, nothing. Just just working, uh, trying to incorporate the drawings again into the the stuff that I post on Instagram and stuff. But the drawing is hard. Uh, it takes a long time. <laughs> so uh, I hadn't put put that out. You know, I could have did that this morning. Instead, I, I just played around on my on my telephone. So uh, and I'm playing some the mobile games like that they got the Simpsons mobile puzzle game. I've been playing a lot of that again. Uh and solitaire. Been playing a lot of solitaire. And so yeah, just a just regular humdrum born oh, and uh I'm I'm getting back into playing uh the Avengers video game just so I can learn how to actually play the characters again. <laughs> Cause when you when you leave a video game for a long time, you you forget how to uh figure out how to move stuff and it's it's not uh it's not it's not it can get boring after a while and it for an action game it shouldn't get boring <laughs> uh it, it's not like outriders is actually way more interesting in, in, in playing that type of uh in as far as action games are concerned i'm i'm tempted to go ahead and buy it anyways so um shoot i don't know i don't i can't think of anything else i've done so let's just jump into uh the movie that we watch today. This is probably going to be a kind of shorter episode, uh simply because there's not a lot of meat on this movie. It's a very simplistic movie. It, it, it's, but it's still one of the most entertaining movies that I watched when I was growing up. Zachary, tell the people what we watch. Kickboxer. Kickboxer. Well, Jean Claude Van Damme. What about this movie? Let's see.
0: Kirk Slo- uh, Sloan. Sloan. Sloon is is the corner man for his brother, U.S. kickboxing champion Eric Sloan. When Kirk witnesses his brother become maliciously paralyzed in the ring by Thailand's champion Tong Po, Kirk vows revenge with the help of Zhang Zhang a kickboxer training or a kickboxing training who lives in a remote area of Thailand. Kirk trains for the fight of his life. That was by Peter Catchman.
1: Uh, yeah, that's good. It's it's trainer, not not training. Training. <laughs> so, this movie was released September eighth, nineteen eighty nine, by Canon Pictures. Ah, the old defunct Canon. It grossed over fourteen million dollars in U.S. and Canada on a one point five million dollar budget, and critics hated it, but audiences loved it. See, we the regular people we loved it, but Critics are just looking for something deeper. Everything got to be deep. And so they hated it. Uh, but this is like a very simplistic style movie. So uh, this movie, once again, didn't highlight the thing. <laughs> but I'll start us off. This, this movie starred start, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, he played Kurt Sloan. He was in Bloodsport, Street Fighter, the movie, JCVD, and The Expendables 2, where he's Credited or his character is called the villain in the credits. So that shows you how, how the story making process goes on in the Expendables movie.
0: Uh, you have Dennis Alexo.
1: Alexio. Alexio.
0: He was Eric Sloan. He was in uh, Picasso. Picasso, like Trigger. Picasso Trigger and Super Force.
1: There's also Dennis Chan. He played Zion Chow. He was in The Man with the Iron Fist and Naked Weapon.
0: And you have Marcel Qu- uh, Quissy? No, Kizzy? that's uh,
1: Michael Uh, Kizzy. Michael
0: Kissy. He was uh, Tong Pao. He was in Blood Sports and Cyborg.
1: Um, Hasco V. Anderson III. He was Winston Taylor, and he was in This Christmas.
0: Yeah, well, Sel uh, Asana? Yeah, Asana? that's good. Okay, she was May- uh, Miley.
1: And then Kai Ting Lee, he, play, he played Freddie Lee. So, um, yeah, the only person in this cast that that really rose out, out of obscurity was Jean-Claude Van Damme. This is one of his first movies. And uh, actually, um, uh, I'm trying to look up his name. Dennis Chan, he, he actually had like an illustrious career before this movie. So he's already a noted actor But pretty much everybody else. Either they're like entrenched in Asian culture and and it's like it hasn't filtered over to the U.S. to the point where I know who they are or they, you know, just uh, they're just not famous people. (laughs) Uh, Uh,
0: This was directed by Mark DeSalle DeSalle and David Worth.
1: Uh, It was written by Mark DeSalle, Glenn A. Bruce and Jean-Claude Van Damme. And, you know, this didn't write anything, any notes on what they directed or what they wrote, because they ain't really write or direct anything. And they not, like I said, it's it's not that deep.
0: This music is by Paul uh, Herzog. He did music for Bloodsport and Street Justice.
1: Right. Uh, Among other things. And yeah, the music was aight. It was a standard action movie affair. Um, It was produced by Mark DeSalle. And so um, like I said, not, not many things that he produced that is worth noting. And like I said, it's not, it's not a lot of meat on these, on this movie. It's, it's just not much stuff in it. it. You know, as far as the people who made it, you know, they've been made, made some TV shows and some movies you never heard of. Even some of the movies that listen is just some movies that we've never heard of. Like, like for example, um, uh, Naked Weapon. Heard of that movie? No. Nope. Nobody's heard of that movie or uh now actually the man with the iron fist is just a movie that came out like a few years ago. Your mom actually bought that movie. I never watched it. I'm curious about it, but you know, it is not like a famous movie or, or like a uh super force. Ever heard of that movie? No. No, no. That's and that's the entire filmography. Just a bunch of stuff. You ain't never heard of maybe some TV shows. Um actually um what's his name? Haskell V. Anderson III, he's been at a lot of TV shows. So he's more of a TV guy. But as far as doing, like, you know, movies and stuff, you know, not too many movies that you would have heard of. So that, so we're already, we're already at a commercial.
0: Yeah, we're gonna take a short break and we'll we'll be right back to talk about our
2: favorite parts of the movie, some movie trivia, and find out what some of the critic thought. Soon in 2022, the Umbrella Corporation will be unveiling a brand new line of skin tight, Trademark skincare products for men, women and the sexually unambiguous. Umbrella has scoured the world looking for the rarest, most unique natural extracts and substances to bring you the best skincare in the world. The skin tight line of skincare products will have you looking decades younger with a smoother, cleaner, moisturized epidermis and the most even skin color tones. The Skintight line includes a variety of cleanser, scrub, eye treatments, natural oils, and acne control agents. These products will be guaranteed to make you a newer, better, more resilient you. The Skintight all-encompassing skincare system by Umbrella Corporation is currently being evaluated by the world's leading dermatologists, epidemiologists, and other healthcare professionals to ensure that Skintight will be the best skincare available, full stop. Skintight. It's time for a new you. And we're back. So
1: Zachary, what do you what did you think of that Whopper Implacible Lab cool. from last week? Cool. <laughs> you think you might cop that track? No. <laughs> Never. Hey. Yeah, uh last week's uh ad was uh Whopper Implacible. Um I have no idea what this week's lab uh ad is gonna be. So um did you uh did you get your mama a Mother's Day present? Mother's Day coming up. I got
0: something. It's going to be a Mother's Day present and a birthday gift at the same time.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, so you already got it or are you waiting to give it to her? I already have it. Oh, okay. Is it in that box? No, it's not in that box. Oh, okay. Still wondering what's in that box. Don't
0: worry about what's in the box.
1: Um, So, let me ask you something. How the movie so far that, you know, when you think about all the movies that we've watched... Uh, what's your general impression? I mean, it was decent. Now I'm not. T- I'm talking about the, all of the movies that oh, we watched. all the movies, right? In general, yeah.
0: I mean, they're all pretty good and decent. This, yeah. Okay.
1: So, so this one falls into the decent category. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but but you enjoyed some parts of it. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. I I didn't I didn't miss on this one. This I really enjoyed this one. I was going. To. I think maybe it's a little dated. Uh, the choreography is pretty weak. You know, it was choreographed by Jean-Claude Van Damme and it it wasn't a lot of uh people on that project who was capable (laughs) of doing something like that so uh he was it but um yeah uh it's very similar to a movie that he did called Bloodsport Bloodsport and this movie I I keep mixing up a lot because they're so similar but they're both on the list (laughs) but uh but uh Bloodsport is more is more like Mortal Kombat except without the fatalities. It's it's, it's more of a tournament. And it's purportedly based on something that actually happened. But this story, Blood, uh, I mean, see, I already started. Kickboxers is, is wholly fictional. So, um, what were your favorite parts of this movie?
0: Uh the beginning of the movie, that was good. When you get to see the brother in action and then I'm just going to skip over the part where there's this get to Tyler and do their sightseeing, whatever, and telling his brother not to do that three-kick thing. Come on, don't do that. It's all about power. I'm like, okay,
1: then. Right, 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 right.
0: Uh, <laughs> skip over that into when he's about to fight the guy. And then his... Eh, eh, who's his name? Tong Yeah. No, not oh, Tom. Oh, you're talking about uh,
1: Eric? Not Eric. Oh, the brother...
0: Kirk, when he sees Tom Poe just kicking a steel beam, no,
1: it wasn't steel; it was a concrete pillar. A
0: concrete pillar, just kicking it, and he's like, "Yeah, no, right, 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 brother, you shouldn't, you don't need to fight this. No, trust me, I seen him. He was kicking this uh, concrete. Talking about, oh yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Can he move like this? I'm like, no,
1: but he's (laughs) kicking a concrete. Just because you have speed does not mean anything. I mean. In boxing, it it means something. And theoretically, if he had actually used his speed in the fight, then he would have had a chance. But it's just.
0: They're they're not fighting legally. This is Muay Thai. There's there's a huge difference. Yeah. When it comes to kickboxing and Muay Thai.
1: Right. They got way different rules, and he was not prepared. He was
0: talking about he used his elbow because it's Muay Thai. This is not
1: kickboxing. Well, also because A, it's in Thailand, and B, they got different rules. In Thailand. So, yeah, you just can't come cold into a fight without studying the fighting style and your opponent. Like, you, who goes into fighting without knowing how their opponent fights? Someone that's the
0: world champion don't care.
1: Well, no, nah, he's just yeah, super arrogant. That's all and he is. And there's also that. Because <laughs> even if you're the world champion, especially if you're the world champion, and he didn't have a trainer. I mean, especially if you're the world champion, you always going to oh, have a trainer. How
0: come you don't have a trainer? Well, I got my brother in my corner. Why do I need a trainer? Right, to right. To prepare right. yourself. Right. To improve yourself, that's why you have a trainer. Right.
1: You need you need people to do research. You need people to uh like you, especially if you're gonna go to another country and fight by the other uh, country's rule. You need, y'all need to prepare. Y'all just can't just go there cold without knowing who you fighting or how they fight. And now now he half beat up and, and talk about oh now he wants to street fight. Well, it's too late to fight like that. Now you're you're almost done, <laughs> and then he gets paralyzed.
0: Like yep, yeah, there it is. Right. So what else is it? Like? Uh, when Kirk is trying to get some training and he keeps getting laughed at, rejected by everywhere he goes.
1: Oh, uh, that uh when he first went to that time one. Time. Yeah, time. I wanna fight
0: <laughs> I wanna fight Tong po. And then he speaks his native language, they all laugh at him like I can tell that he probably said this man wanna fight our champion. Yeah, right. If you look at him, you know you can't do it. Now laugh
1: at him. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, they were just, uh yeah, get out of here, son.
0: <laughs> and then when he finally got, got to the one guy, he ends up falling for a trap and hanging upside down. He's being asked, him, what do you want? Like, I want to change so I can fight Tom Poe. It's like, I don't know you, so what do you want?
1: Right, right, right. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Uh, he's like him, Oh, yeah, no, he better.
0: He was like, I want to get down. It's like, I don't know you. What do you want? Right, right, right.
1: He's like, don't know who you are. Don't know what you want. <laughs> That was so funny. And he was just shaking his head and saying behind the back and just start walking away. So uh yeah, the, the booby traps were a real problem uh, for me in the movie. Uh, because later on in the movie, uh, you had people just snatching people yeah, off so of his property like, wait a minute. avoiding most of the booby traps. How like, where are all the booby
0: traps? Wasn't there booby traps here, you know? At least one of them got activated, right. but other than that, <laughs> what is this other nonsense? Right, know? right.
1: How's everybody else avoiding the booby traps? That that was problematic. But yeah, uh, when dude was like, "Don't know what you don't know who you are," (laughs) that was funny.
0: (laughs) Another good scene is when Kirk is actually training, and you know he's trying to, and he's you know doing very well until he has to kick a bamboo tree.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, It was a bamboo. No, it was a a palm tree. Yeah, palm tree. And uh, yeah, yeah, so he has to kick this palm tree like with his bare leg with no protection, and uh, and his. the trainer, what was his trainer name again? Hold on a second. Let me look this up. Uh, my memory. Sing. Yeah, Zion, Zion. That's right. So uh, the man that's training him is training them is Zion Chow. So Zion is telling him to kick this uh, tree. This It's like a young palm tree, presumably to strengthen his legs and to strengthen his kicks. And the palm tree is it's only about as thick as, uh, as uh, Kurt's legs. But the palm—it's a palm tree. So he's like, and so when Kurt wants to stop because his legs, you know, his all bust up, and um, Zion tells him, you know, what, well, just get your bags and get out. You you don't want to fight. And he's like, yeah, but I I do. It's like you remember your brother, and then he got mad. Yeah, he got the flashback. So he's like,
0: oh yeah, my brother's paralyzed. I want to get revenge.
1: Right. He remembered that he needed to get revenge, uh, for his brother. And he kicked the tree until he, he knocked the tree over, but then fell down in, in absolute pain, as, as you're supposed to, when you're kicking the tree. He really, they say that he's not a great actor, but he really sold that pain. <laughs> and then there was the
0: scene when he's training underwater. He pops up, talking about, talking about is that good enough? And Zion just puts his head back down into the water just to resume playing the floor, I like, oh, right, apparently that's right. not good enough. No, it's not good enough. <laughs> then there was when he had to, uh, when he's getting his legs split by force. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. painful. So
1: he's not split, but he's stretching his yeah, legs. Yeah, stretching the so, legs. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme is famously flexible. Uh, there's a move that he does in Bloodsport that is the inspiration for Johnny, Johnny Cage's gut, uh, well, ball punch. So uh, he was in, uh, you know, just to go back to Johnny Cage. So you've already seen the original Mortal Kombat, so we don't have to do do that movie on this show. But in um in the game, they originally wanted Jean Claude. Yeah, they wanted him then... to play Johnny Cage. When yeah, I, actually to play whatever character, but that but they they wanted him in Mortal Kombat, and he didn't want to do it. So they made up a character called Johnny Cage, and Johnny Cage is supposed to be. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Basically, yeah. So that's why Johnny Cade uh, does that split ball punch because it's supposed to be... uh, Because that's what Jean-Claude does. That and the
0: actor that played Johnny Cade did it too. Uh, The video game actor, yeah, he was able to do it.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Because
0: there's a a video on YouTube basically behind the scenes of Mortal Kombat Yeah, I've seen some
1: of those, right. Yeah, I
0: was like, okay, that's neat. That's good to know that he was able to
1: pull that off. Right, right. They probably hired him specifically because he knew how to do that. So, I and mean, not
0: only that, he also has you know martial art because all of them was martial artists. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. another thing.
1: So right, right. Not that, only
0: did he have to know how to do the split, but he has to be a martial artist.
1: That that's the thing about especially the early martial artist movies. Like in the early martial artist movies, they all knew martial arts. They weren't like today. They would, uh, especially in in American movies, they they like to train somebody to be to be a fighter, and then they know just enough to make it look good on the screen because everything is pretty exaggerated on the screen. And they might have a like some. They might have some other actors that that are actual martial artists, but the actors these are nowadays are trained to be fighters because they want the actors for their acting ability, not for their ability to fight. But back in the old days, it was the exact opposite. They found martial artists and they trained them to be a little bit of acting abilities <laughs> so that they could have martial artist movies. But um, what you call it? So, um. Yeah, that that uh, that split that he does, like so when he's stretching his legs, it was stretching him so we can get that that classic jean Claude, yeah, jean Claude split. But that that looked painful, didn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine that working, but but it probably does. So. <laughs> that looked like it would just break some tendons. <laughs>
0: uh, another good scene is when they go to the bar. And he gets drunk, and then Zionist goes and just tell people, tell them, "Oh yeah, uh, he said you're not a good fighter. Your mom uh, has uh, what? What was it?
1: Your mom has sex with chickens or something? Yeah, it was something like that. Basically, right.
0: insulting their fighting abilities and their mothers right at right, the same right. time,
1: causing them to get mad at him because his teacher said that's what he said. Right. This is his teacher got him real drunk." And then said he wanted to see him dance. And then went I'm on the jukebox. about dance with your balance, right? To check his balance while he was drunk. And then, because he, the teacher wasn't drunk. <laughs> oh yeah, the teacher was perfect. <laughs> he had maybe one drink. And then, uh, and then went and turned on the music on the jukebox. And then going whispering behind everybody. So you know, Kurt gets up and starts dancing. The teacher goes and he, start, he starts whispering in everybody's ears. Now everybody want to fight Kurt. <laughs> and then they I, all <laughs> fail. Right, right, right. So he beats everybody up and he walks out and he's like, why is everybody so pissed at me? (laughs) So that was a good scene. Uh,
0: Another good one was, uh, well, actually, yeah, it is basically near the end is when he's fighting. Right. He's fighting uh, the teacher and the guy that took him and his brother to the hospital go save the brother because, you know, he's been kidnapped because they didn't want him to win. It was like, this was basically a way for Tong Pao to win was to weaken him ment- uh, mentally.
1: Well, not only that, but he he basically, because they bet a million dollars on yeah, Tong Pao. Yeah, they pa. also bet a million dollars. They they didn't think that, uh, that Kurt had a chance to win, but Kurt had been trained by this legendary trainer who doesn't train anybody anymore. So just to make sure that he couldn't win, they kidnap his brother and threatened to kill his brother- if he didn't throw the fight. They said, make it look good, but but you're going to throw the fight, or we're gonna kill your brother, or whatever. So uh yeah, so you're right. The teacher and the the dude, um, I forgot his name already. Uh <laughs> I think uh, shoot, I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> so the dude and uh the teacher, they went and they Winston, it res- that's Winston, his name. right. They went and rescued his brother. Remember his brother's paralyzed, so he's they just got him sitting in a chair. Yep. But um and and then uh, Winston was former special forces. So uh, Zion, he did his like kung fu stuff and or his muay thai stuff. And then when those dudes came out with their guns, you know, and started pointing them, that's when Winston came in and started uh, shooting people and um uh, and and affected a rescue.
0: Yeah. And when they got back, you know, John Clark uh, Kirk was like, okay, now I can fight fight right, without right. having any worry about my brother now.
1: Right. 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 So um, then uh, at the beginning of that fight, it wasn't like a regular. Oh no,
0: it was like a a, apparently a traditional fight. Yeah, they they have to wrap wrap their they had to wrap their hands uh, in ropes and then dip their dip that rope gloved hand in honey and then it was resin resin whatever it looked right. like honey
1: right it was resin and,
0: and then stick that into a whole bunch of glass yeah broken glass broken
1: glass <laughs> <laughs> um, there's at the edge of my mind there's a rap song that references this um I, I can't remember I think it might have been in uh the the soundtrack for um Death jam vandela one of those songs but I can't remember but uh <laughs> what the rapper talks about you know I'm uh you know dip my hands in gauze and glass or something like that. And I,
2: and I was like, I know where he
1: got that from. He either got it from Rambo 3 or Kickboxer, because in Rambo 3, Rambo does the same thing. He has on, <laughs> wraps his hands in, uh, in, in some kind of tape, and then uh, he dips his hand in, in like some kind of sticky stuff, and then he dips it in broken glass, and he's supposed to fight some dude. But He was in a, uh, I don't know, some kind of cage match or whatever. So... <laughs> So that, that was the rules for this match. It's, yeah. uh, at the end of this match.
0: When Kirk Brothers get wrecked, he's so confident. He's like, okay, cut the ropes. I'm going to fight him barehanded. Right, right, right. I don't right. need a weapon glove. I can do it with my bare hands. Right, right. Which he does.
1: Right, right. Which he does. Uh, it wasn't entirely necessary. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, then he proceeds to beat the crap out of him. And, and that's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it was, it was simplistic. It was, it was, uh, plain way. It, it had some exciting, but see, I don't have the vocabulary for this type of work, but I just like talking about, I just like talking about movies, but, um, yeah, I just, I just love the simplicity of the movie. Uh, sometimes you get something, uh, that's plain and, uh, well, not, I don't want to say plain, you get something that's simplified with, with, that is punched up with action. And, and is a nice good, nice good story in there. Nice good story. Uh, I remember loving this movie when I was growing up. <laughs> I've probably seen it at least a couple of times. So um, let's get into some trivia. Trivia is a little bit more meaty than, than the uh, movie itself.
0: So Dennis Alexio, who played Eric Sloan, was a world light heavyweight and world cruiserweight kickboxing champion in real
1: life. Yeah, because they like to use the real fighters <laughs> in, in these movies. Um, also, and I forgot to mention that the trivia is provided by IMDb, where we get all of our information from. And then some some information from Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the scene in which Kurt has meat tied to his leg and is chased by Zion Chow's dog, was inspired by a real-life event in which young Jean-Claude Van Damme was ordered by his karate teacher to wear a protective suit and withstand the attempts of a trained dog to pull him to the ground. Uh,
0: Michael Kesey uh, was a technical advisor and choreograph when he overheard the producer crew say they were looking for a tall, oriental-looking guy with a background in Muay Thai he volunteered and got the part of Tong Pao. Because he is originally from Mo-
1: hmm. Morocco,
0: Morocco makeup was used to make him look more Asian.
1: Yeah, so, now we know this guy was not Asian. <laughs> At least, I don't know. I don't think Morocco is in Asia. I like to think it's off the coast of Africa. But, yeah, this like, I seen a picture of him and uh, he looks like a white guy to me. So, once again, a little bit of uh, Asian appropriation on the part of this character. Um, Tong, Pao, Tong Po is mistakenly billed as playing himself during the film's credits. In fact, Michael Kesey played the villainous tie for this film and its sequel, Kickboxer 2, The Road Back, 1991. Kamel Krifa played the character in the fourth Kisi can also be seen in three other Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, Bloodsport, 1988, Lionheart, 1990, and Kickboxer Vengeance, 2016. In Bloodsport, Kisi is the fighter that gets his leg broken by Chung Lee. In Lionheart AWOL, Kisi plays Mustafa, who, along, who alongside another legionnaire is trying to bring Lion from America back to Africa. In Kickboxer Vengeance, a remake of this movie, Kesey has a brief <laughs> has a brief in joke cameo as a prisoner who remarks, "You forgot about me." As Jean- as Van Damme walks past his cell. So yeah, um, I-, I first thought that Kick uh, Kickboxer Vengeance was a re uh, well a-, a sequel, but then I realized it was a, a remake. And Jean Claude, I think he plays the trainer instead of the student.
0: The title held by Dennis Alexio's character in the movie, the International Sports Karate Association, ISKA, heavyweight championship, is a real championship and has been held by Alexio during his fight career. The belt in the movie, however, is not modeled after the actual belt.
1: Right, so he, they got a real kickboxing champion to be in this movie. <laughs> uh, play, playing a kickboxing champion. So uh, he, he wasn't far from the truth. All the fight scenes were choreographed and directed by Van Damme.
0: Chuck Norris was originally supposed to star as Kurt Salome.
1: This would have been a very different movie if it was Chuck Norris. (laughs) The camp which... I'm sorry. The camp which Jean-Claude Van Damme's character visits during his search to find a trainer is the Soar Thanikol. The Soar Thanikol Gym of Bangkok. Though defunct since 2003... It was a genuine training center for Muay Thai practitioners, housing over 50 kickboxers at any given time. That, that was the one where they laughed at him when he talked about he, he wanted to fight the champion.
0: The movie is set in Thailand, but apart from key exterior locations, such as temples, Bangkok streets and nightlife, the Thai boxing school and stadium. The majority of the movie was uh, shot in Hong Kong with Master Xian's house be, uh, being built in Sai Kung at Sing Fung Studios.
1: Although Jean-Claude Van Damme and Michael Kese played mortal enemies, both characters have been good friends, or both actors have been good friends since childhood, exchanging fighting techniques and even trying to luck in Hollywood together. They had already cooperated on two movies before working on Kickboxer, so that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, two friends go go to Hollywood to try to achieve the dreams of being action movie stars, and at least one of them made it.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's better the friend is better than the word friendship that. Celeste Salone and uh, what's his name? Uh, it was on the tip of my tongue earlier. Uh, Terminator. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger has because again their friendship is very weird, but. They're still friends somehow, Right. despite right. trying to...
1: But they it's not like they grew up together. Yeah, that <laughs> is also true. But again, they <laughs>
0: just keep trying to give each other a whole move to they, play they,
1: in. They're more like frenemies than actual friends. Because <laughs> they, they were in competition with each other. All, they're, they're both trying to one-up each other on, on box offices in the movies because they were basically the two top action stars of that era. So they're they both trying to trying to make a better movie, trying to give each other a worse movie. So <laughs> but they, these two guys, you know, they were uh they grew up together and everything. I, I thought that was a neat story. And it's like, you know, at least one of them made it. You know, like uh like like the uh what's this saying? Um fifty cent song. Homie, I thought you I thought you'd be glad one of us made it. <laughs> So uh, let's uh, talk about what the critics think about uh, Kickboxer. So the critics, this is from um, Rotten Tomatoes. The critics gave it 36%. The audience gave it 64%. Because, Like I said, the audience really loved it. The critics really hated it. IMDb reviews it, gives it a 6.5 out of 10. So Chris Willman, Los Angeles Times, he wrote, this may not be the dumbest action picture of the year, but it's not for the lack of trying. You know, that's an overly negative point of view, but I get what he's saying. <laughs> Michael
0: Wilmington uh, from Timed Out, don't see it for psychological complexity, social comment, acting plot or humor. Go if you must, uh, go if you must just for kicks.
1: Right. Absolutely. He hit the nail on the hammer. Now, I know that this is kind of a side and so, but that's all right. He's, he is correct. You just go for the kick. Go if you want to have fun. Go for the kick. You know, have pizza and a beer and then go to the movies and, you know, just watch some kickboxer. It's, it's, uh, that's exactly what this movie does. Um, Chris Hicks of Deseret News. Van Damme tries once again to dispel the notion that he can't act and is nothing more than muscles on muscles but his efforts are in vain so he's saying that Jean-Claude Van Damme can't act I can't argue with him I can't I can't fight I'm like yeah he's here yeah he's right he's right he's not he's not a great actor his uh his thick accent kind of kind of homes them up <laughs> it's not helpful john
0: ferguson from radio times the fight sequence are staged with such land that it's easy to ignore the uh hayneck hackney hackney, uh, hackney script van Dam had had uh, had hand in as well ha- mm, had hand in that as well and rather wooden performance
1: right right uh yeah he's not wrong and uh, i mean just look at the
0: street fighter movie you can right. tell that acting is not very good especially when sega tried to purse um i forgot his name there was an actor that they tried to purse just because they wanted him to be the next uh sega something i forgot what that mascot was for the sega Saturn. Oh, right 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 but he could not act for anything and it was just a waste because they was gonna have uh who was his name? i think his name was lee he was a Street Fighter character. He was based off of, you know... Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee.
1: Right. Fei Long. Yeah,
0: Fei right. Long. Yeah. They was going to have him in the movie, but, you know, he got cut just for this other actor that Sega wanted. Right, And it right, failed.
1: Right. Well, that movie's going to fail anyway. <laughs> it was nothing that was going to help that movie because it was like, uh, yeah, you, you know the, the plot of the video game? Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you know the main character? No, nah, we're not doing that either. We're not doing... To make it uh, worse, the video
0: game was even worse because the actors didn't even know how to say the words. And I'm like, you have people there well, telling not, you how to say it.
1: Well, it's not just that, but, you know, the, the what you call it, just just the animation was bad. They
0: was going to have E-Honda, but the actor already left after they finished filming, so they couldn't even get him in the game. Thinking, right. They I had know. Blanca there, but they didn't put him in the game. Right. And when Sega had to do it for the home ports, there were some things they had to draw over.
1: Right. Like oh, cool. the other thing is that they didn't. The team that works in the actual Street Fighter video game was not the same team that made the uh the the video game based on a movie. And not only that, but the team that made the actual video game did not share like the coding information. So the team that made the Street Fighter I mean movie the, game, they the had
0: Sega the, had faded in them because of who, the game they made was Time Killers.
1: So well, I guess, like, but the problem was that. They had very precise movements. Um, like,
0: no, they, Sega didn't even know how to do the because that's why they hired a different company because they didn't know how to do what Mortal Kombat was doing. And when they like say Time Killers uh, doing because Time Killer was basically supposed to be a rip off of Street Fighter, but instead people started as a rip off of Mortal Kombat.
1: Right, right.
0: So that's why Sega hired them to do the Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Right. Because it was like, okay, they can probably do the photorealistic thing. Right. Because we don't know how to do it. Yeah, we know how to do the animated fights, but we don't know how to do the photorealistic
1: thing. But the problem was that the, the controls were bad. The, the well, yeah, the, There was no really block thing. Was, everything was
0: horrible because
1: <laughs> right. it's horrible right. in gameplay. So, yeah, the um, so the performances. And the only person I really gave, right, well, there were a few people, the actual actors Gave great performances, so all of the, you know, the Asian actors in the movie they did great because they were actually actors. Like, the uh, the guy that played um, Zion, so I didn't forgot his name. I'm looking up his name right now because that's what I do. So, uh, so Dennis Chan, he's a, he's a really good actor. His performance really made the movie. Like he, he's, he can't steal a scene from Jean Claude Van Damme because he can't act, but. <laughs> Every time that uh Dennis Chan was on the scene, it was just like magic. So he played Zion Chow. He knew it was gonna be gonna be special where in that first scene where he appears and Jean Claude is caught up in a booby trap. And uh Dennis is like, Don't know who you are. What you want? <laughs> that was magical. Uh and also uh um Haskell B. Anderson, he he did a great job. You know, but he's in He's a he's a full real actor, you know, and um, and they were talking about how the script was all hackneyed. So one of the things he might be talking about is how on the subplot was somehow, um, Zion's niece gets kidnapped just to be brought to a world champion kickboxer, Tong Po, just so I, that he could have his way with her. And just to mess with Kurt, you know, this is all just to mess with Kurt, which is needlessly evil. <laughs> it's like no, that it's like how would you even know that he liked her? No, it was that wasn't a point. That oh, I guess it. Yeah, that that is true. How would you again, even know that's that he it, liked her? The right, whole point right, of that right. was to
0: break his 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 mental, spirit. His spirit. It's right. like, but how would you know that he liked her? Right, he could, right, right. This, because he protected her store that one time. Because the henry was like, oh yeah, it was white guy protected the store. <laughs> we don't know why
1: right right so yeah that, that's true I, wh- why would you even know and that maybe they were spying on him but it, it's still kind of it, it was still kind of dumb you know it was a, you didn't have to make him unnecessarily evil he was already bad enough he broke a dude's back that's all you needed and then they kidnapped his brother you didn't have to add in the plot the uh a stupid subplot where you know his his girlfriend gets kidnapped so that that was kind of messed up but uh so he could have been talking about that. I can understand that. I, but uh, overall, re- I really enjoyed the movie. So um, so you said it was, uh, what did you say it was again? It was decent. It was decent. So, so we got a decent from Zachary, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So uh, Kickboster is currently available for free on Amazon Prime Video for Prime subscribers. If you haven't watched it, you should check it out. It's a really fun movie, especially if you're just trying to chill. It's the perfect, we just chilling out movie. For the next episode, we're going to talk about Stargate. The movie that started it all. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we're going to get into it next week. So you got anything extra you want to add? No. All right, then. Once again, if you like this show, then please rate us. Write a, re- write a review for us. Share it with someone. Share it with someone about us. At uh, you said you wanted to call it a hashtag or uh. Yes, it's a hashtag. hashtag. Hashtag backlook cinema on Twitter or your favorite social media sites. Believe me, it matters. Be safe. Hug your loved ones. Get vaccinated. Uh, I got vaccinated last week. Well, actually, by the time this episode comes out, it'll almost be the end of two weeks, and I'll be what they call fully vaccinated. And in my own personal experience, no, no secondary symptoms. I got the second shot, didn't get any of the uh, um, extreme symptoms that other people have Like some people get the second shot and they fall out or they, they get headaches and they, or they get flu symptoms. I didn't get none of that. I got none of that. My, my second shot was flawless. I had no problems except for like a sore arm for like just that day. And so I haven't had any problems. But that was my own personal experience. Uh, Your experience may vary. So uh, hug your loved ones and be outstanding.